by Riverside. Hello, and welcome into the Sad Fan, where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made you sad. Um, welcome back, everyone. We missed a week. Uh, I want to tell the audience, Wes and I tried very hard to bring you a show, but in Bavaria, apparently they have no internet. So I, I was no. I was struggling. Yeah. Every every other second, Wes was like, you're frozen. You're frozen. It was like a 30-second <laughs> delay from like, when I heard him to when I spoke. So, so we took a week off, but it was a much-needed week, I think, for everyone. Uh, we've been going and going and going all season. Uh, we're about to hit our second season come May. So thank you all for all of your support. We we truly appreciate it. And we're going to keep growing and we're going to do more reels this year for you guys. And we're going to do more edits and the website's going to come up this year. There's, there's a lot going on, uh, even contests that I keep telling you guys about on my reels. Wes is just like, look, dude, I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fine. There we go. <clears throat> How very Seattle of you. A Seattle staple. <laughs> Well, let's um, let's start in the obvious place. Chelsea, what made you sad? It's the off season, so we've got to look to other other avenues for entertainment, and this includes things like I don't know the XFL. And the XFL, while they only have eight teams, they get kind of rowdy sometimes, and it looks like a damn good time. Like I. Just because of this one new tradition that has popped up in D.C., I'm actually almost yeah. convinced to go to the Houston Roughnecks game. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but, so, <laughs> the D.C. defense... Probably cheap. Probably pretty cheap. It can't be expensive. I'm, no. I'm pretty sure it's like $8. But... <laughs> <laughs> but the for, for on the field access. <laughs> Backstage passes. Yes. yes. Oh, should be good. Should be good. Um, but so the the crowd at the DC Defenders, I don't know if they've got like dollar beers or some kind of special or what, but they give everyone beer in just your standard like 12 ounce clear plastic cups. And yeah. they've taken to just stacking these cups. And stacking them and stacking them into the now infamous beer snake. And the beer snake just winds its way up to the top of the stadium. And once it hits the top of the stadium, everyone cheers. And then it curves around and it goes down the next aisle, comes back up through the next section. And it it's is, like a wave of snake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's I, amazing. I've seen it in the MLB a lot. In fact, I, I, I saw yeah. one MLB game where the people were like building it up on the lower deck and it stretched up and someone <laughs> had a video deck. where someone from the upper deck connected it. <laughs> and so it just stretched up. Amazing. So, you know, engineering at its finest, I don't know. But the thing is, is that because... Wes is so checking much... the structural integrity. <laughs> <laughs> the engineer over here, yep. But because... I mean... toughest dented. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're totally on a serious bent here, but um, because of how much alcohol and how many beers it takes to consume to get to the this ginormous snake, um, people are flipping wasting. They're just they're drunk by I don't know 
the first the end of the first quarter. So yeah. basically, um, DC had an issue with people like throwing full beers onto the stack, which why waste a perfectly good beer in my book? That's criminal. I think they should be arrested yeah. and thrown in jail. You but, better just be able to chug it before the beer gets to you. Before the snake exactly. gets there, you better finish. Otherwise, you don't exactly. get to be a part of my snake. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then they had people throwing the, the the cups so that way they could be attached. Anyways, apparently DC, like, I don't know, team management or somebody, security. I'm guessing it's probably the Renacops and the Yellow Vest. Just put the kibosh on the, on the DC snake. And it was a very sad time. Um, Friday, yeah. as you mentioned, the commentators for the game even were joining the <laughs> chance of to like bring back the snake uh, so that way people could have it. So <laughs> give them their snake back. Like, I, so, <laughs> so what I feel means like this is like a little bit like it helps. Okay, first of all, it encourages people to buy more beer, and second yep. of all. It encourages recycling because it's a lot easier. You have all your cups in one place. You just recycle the whole snake. Boom. Yeah. It it really is. It encourages crowd participation, which I can imagine in an XFL game might be a little lacking. Um, But so what made me sad, though, is... Sponsors? Think about that. Beer sponsors that want their name or their label to be on there. On those cups. Yeah, absolutely. But the DC Defenders came out. They put out a list of restrictions on the snake. And so the snake is now limited to just two sections of the stadium. <laughs> and I don't know how they're going to enforce that, but also apparently No, you just break the snake up, right? Like you take it in half and then you just you have a string that connects them there and now you're like ha ha ha, it's not completely snaked. Well, so ooh, okay, all right. I see how we're like <laughs> trying to circumvent things. Yeah. Um <laughs> So, on top, like in addition to that, like they've also have assigned like hall monitors to like make sure that people are doing things the right way. Do you have your beer snake pass on you? Do you have the beer? (laughs) You cannot participate without a beer snake pass. Is that is that an authorized beer snake cup? (laughs) Yeah, and so basically the rules are just a little bit a little bit silly. I mean, some of them make sense. Like, please don't throw full cups of beer onto the field. Like, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, well, fine. But, yeah, it being limited to two sections and just, like, not letting people live. I don't know. It makes me want to get a Gadsden flag, dye it red, and say, like, don't tread on my DC snake. All right, I say they go, they just go ham. They break the rules. They make a snake that goes all the way around the whole oh, stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I know Jordan Watson. A ring, just connect it. <laughs> oh, put it all the way to the top, too. Like, the very top row, so that whoever goes and gets it has to climb all the way to the top of the stadium on the to get the ring around the stadium. So, Sorry. Well, no, it's okay. So, what made me sad this week, uh, I, I was looking as we were in our production meeting, and it's morning here, but it's night there, and the Kraken are playing, and it made me sad that I can't be there for this run, because it's looking like they have a good shot at the wild card. Uh, they're in the toughest division in hockey, and they are holding strong. They look so good. If, if the Las Vegas Knights would just lose once since their advent, it would be great. But I they mean, just don't lose in Las Vegas. We're pretty much like good. I mean, we're going to make it most likely. I mean, we're well, I think, two points behind Vegas. Yeah, they, they and, and they're up 5-2 right now. Yeah. So, 
it's it's looking good, but at the same time, like like I said, I'm not sad about that, Wes. I'm sad that I can't be there for the run. Okay? I want to be there for all these wins. You and I, every time we went to a game, they won, remember? Don't yell at me. No. The first game you went to, they lost. No, we beat Minnesota Wild, you dork. That was the second game. No, that was the first game. The second game. Don't make me look at my Ticketmaster history. Go look at your Ticketmaster history. I don't even care. I will. I will, I will fight you on international YouTube. You know what? You stay in England, okay? You enjoy your soccer. We don't have hockey here, and it hurts my enjoy feelings. Enjoy your soccer. <laughs> we call it football here. Oh, football. The game is over. It's 5-2. The they won 5-2. So, boom. So and the Knights another... lost. The Knights lost 2-1 Ooh. to the Panthers. So, we're going to have to look at the standings here. But, yeah, that, that's what makes me sad. Is I do miss I do miss going to the games with my annoying older little bro bro, because um, <laughs> it was it was a good time and we always found like the best new food spots to try. Like one time he found like free coupons to chicken sandwiches and we just loaded those things up with hot sauce. That thing was delicious. <laughs> uh, what we've we've always found like weird places to go eat and then like if you buy the vodka seltzers there they're a little bit cheaper with your american express card so pro tip for all of you that go to the kraken game if you or use the american express just don't buy any alcohol there because it's all overpriced it's like 20 dollars minimum wes when was the last time you went to a kraken game and didn't buy alcohol dude uh, you're cheap a week cheap. ago you didn't buy alcohol at the game no you suck liar yeah i don't believe him either but i am i do i i will say this I'm kraken cut down on my drinking Okay, I got a race coming up. I need to... That's fair. I don't drink hardly ever, so you're good. But um, I only drink when you're around. Uh, (laughs) So, Wes, do you remember when uh, our first cracking game together and I bought us four beers? I said, you just get the next one. And it came to like $60. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, it's it's four. Little white claws. Little white claws. No, they were the black, the the local brewery ones, the with the, with the lion on them. What's that brewery called? Oh, Mac and Jacks. Is that what it is? Yeah, Mac and Jacks. Okay. Amber Ale. Yeah, so we we got four of those, but yeah, sixty. But the wild claws aren't any cheaper. The wild claws. What's wrong with me? The white claws are not any cheaper. I mean, and that was last year. I think it's gone up since then. It'd probably be like $68. Yeah, okay. Come join me in in Yankee Stadium and try buying a beer there. Like, just... I did buy a beer at Fenway. I bought a beer at Fenway Park. I think it was cheaper than it... Well, it's cheaper than Seattle, though. It was expensive, but I think it was like 6 bucks, which I think is reasonable for a beer in a big city. Yeah. 6 Well, like the the Falcons Stadium. A Bud Light was $22 at, at uh, Yankee Stadium. I yeah. think, though, you know the Falcons owner. Sorry, Wes, go ahead. Yeah, the Falcons Stadium, I think, oh, is, good. like, the cheapest in the NFL. Yeah. And he made it, like, even after he dies, like, or if the team sold, it's written into the team's, like, contract that the food prices have to stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. It's, it's like, $6 for a hot dog, and you're like, whoa, is this the 90s? <laughs> This is uh, this is what made uh, this is what made me sad. I obviously miss going to these uh, hockey games. They were a lot of fun. The team is exciting. The logo is dope. The team is dope. Uh, very happy to. S- 
I mean, but do you see how many followers followers that mascot has on Twitter? And also that right. that mascot owns people. Like the yeah. someone said, um, uh, someone said like, I'm sorry, y'all, but the Kraken's mascot is ugly. And the mascot responded with, "Have you looked in the mirror lately, Gwen?" <laughs> I mean, I, whoever they got running the social media account and whoever's inside the costume is good, but it's still ugly. I mean, it's clearly a disillusioned Gen Zer intern working for you know fourteen dollars an hour, which good for them. I mean, you know, we all need experience, but it's someone with a whole lot of snark, and I'm here for it. But yeah, it's so fun. The mascot creeps me the f out. I can't. I can't. Does, or one of them was, does it make you feel better to bully people that are better than you, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> like they just, they always, I love it. It makes me laugh every time I read it. And like, and of course, under all the comments, we were like, owned, 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 like all the way down. It's like, stop going at the Kraken's mascot. You're gonna lose. You're gonna regret this battle. <laughs> They've got a team of ten kids, like like Chelsea said, just ten kids coming up with the best joke to own you with, like right there. You're going to feel like a 40-year-old trying to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare again, okay? It's going to be bad. I feel called out personally, personally <laughs> and attacked. They're, they're so mean. The kids are so mean, too. It's like, why do you suck at this? Because I have a life, you asshole. I do other yeah. things. This is all you do all day long. I have Let's to do other to things. 2008, you little piece of shit. Whoop <laughs> your ass. When West tore his ACL and couldn't go to work and just played Call of Duty all day long in his dorm room. <laughs> shit happens when you ski naked. Um, so. <laughs> ruptured scrub. It's ruptured scrub. That, that would be bad. Uh, so we had some good things happen as well. Jake Paul lost. Uh, yes, that is a good thing because Wes and I started saying literally episode two, he's not a real boxer. Like he's, he's not. not real and, uh, he's not, yeah, Chelsea, he's not a real boxer and he finally fights a real boxer and not even a good one. Okay. Fury is not his older brother, Tyson Fury. Okay. He is, he's an, not a great boxer. He's uh what is it? A journeyman boxer. And he beat him and he beat him good. And lots of people now are showing video evidence that Jake Paul didn't even knock him down on what appeared to be a knockdown. Uh, a lot of the pictures looks like Fury just slipped yeah. and <clears throat> fell down. Like the punch didn't, doesn't connect. It looks like, and mm -hmm. he comes out and he beats him on the scorecards. And lots of people are also like his stands are going to be like, well, at least he fought someone at least. Yeah. But it took him like four or five fights and you guys all made him rich. And you're making him rich with Prime, which isn't a good sports joke. Or sports he's joke. A, it is a sports joke, but it's a sports drink. Go ahead. Amateur boxer. Like, he's a sideshow freak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, Chelsea, go ahead. No, I mean, I just completely agree. I Like, actual boxers train and train and train yeah. and they fight. But it is not the kind of, like, just, oh, I'm here because I'm famous. I'm here yeah. so I don't get fined by my sponsors who have put me up to this crap because I have no other income streams because my YouTube channel is failing because I have made series after mistake after mistake after mistake. He just gets more popular, actually. That's what sucks is it, it's because yeah. these kids are so stupid now. To all the idiots who watch him. Yeah. That's what it is, Wes. Exactly. It's all the idiots that keep tuning in. And a lot of them are yeah. little kids. 
Yeah. And, and there's nothing we could do about that, right? Like, he's popular with kids. Teenagers, and yeah. they decide kids, like, that's what happened with that bitch Andrew Tate. Is like, they just latch to something. Why we keep yeah. making a spectacle of it? Why we keep talking about it? I don't know. I think we should just. Uh, so we've got real athletes on the docket, not the ones that starred in Disney Channel. And they showed themselves in the NFL Draft Combine, right? It finally came up. It's the first year I didn't watch it, but it's it's only the first year I didn't watch it because it's on an ungodly hour in England. So I had to watch the clips and the updates and everything. Uh, I saw that another player I ran up. Watched it four two five. You just watch like you just read the like. Oh, cool! He ran up really fast. <laughs> I watched like ten clips from the combine every year. That's maybe it. So yeah. I mean, hold on. I, I have to just jump in here because I actually am kind of on board with my brother. I don't really watch it either because I think it's such like a snapshot in time. It doesn't really actually capture the ability of a player to perform on a football field day in, day out, every Sunday. And so it's kind of like, great, awesome. You performed at your very best or you had like a mediocre showing, but that's not all you are. You've got like this whole resume. And I really think we should get rid of it. I just i i don't know there's been some controversial comments about it uh i, I don't if know I, if I want to watch you're talking about the workout, the i'll just go to my local la fitness and just let here, people watch here's here's the funny thing though is uh, i'm not going to i'm not going to relate it to the slave trade like people did i don't agree with extremism of any kind that's dumb too yeah i'm sorry i don't like that's that's well, a different kind of extremism to, you're, I mean, you're, yes, it, it's it is for extreme, effect. You're saying that because you know you're going to get people to listen. Sorry, Chelsea, go ahead. It's an extreme take, and it came, but it did come from both the NFL Players Association, which you might kind of expect. They don't, they're not really a fan of this, but it also came from inside the NFL and some of the VPs over there. So, I mean, it seems like we will soon be seeing just the combine go away. It's only because they have to pay for it, and if it's not making money because people aren't watching, they already have pro days. There's no, there's no ethics behind this. Stop giving billionaire companies, stop giving billionaire companies credit for having ethics. They don't have ethics. They're ruled by the almighty dollar. I don't. <laughs> you know this more than anyone. <laughs> you heard me <laughs> on my soapbox, which I try to stay out of on this show generally. But yes, yeah. I. But you're right. <laughs> Capitalism and the dollar, the dollar rules everything, right? So if there's no mm -hmm. eyeballs on the combine, which me and my brother are huge fanatics of both college football and the NFL, and we're not watching because we just kind of don't care. So why? I do love, though, what you said, Chelsea, about it not having a major correlation to somebody's performance in the NFL. I totally agree. And there's a player. Do you guys know this? Have you guys been reading about the Combine that's been totally hyped up because he broke all the quarterback records? Okay. Anthony Richardson out of Florida. A quarterback I eviscerated on an episode that just Wes and I did because he can't throw. That's a major issue at that position. Okay? And people are like, well, Josh Allen. I was like, no, okay, you're, you're mixing these two things up. Okay, yes, and, and, and also you're forgetting, Josh Allen wasn't a prospect that many people were high on. Lots of people thought he got drafted too high. And here's the, here's the kicker. He was bad his first two years, okay? He was basically a bowling ball with an arm. He just run a lot. Anthony Richardson is worse than him. His last game in college, he went 7 for 29. 7 for 29. The bowl game? 
Yes. Seven, no, he didn't play in the bowl game. Stop it. His, his last game against Florida State. You did that to me on the last show, too, and I said yes there, too. Stop setting me up for failure. <laughs> I just remember Oregon State versus Florida in the bowl game, and Florida got embarrassed by the Bees. I know. That's exactly the same thing you did to me on the last time we talked about this a, a couple episodes ago. And I was like, yes. And I was like, damn it, no. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't pay attention to the starting quarterback for Florida. Okay, so the FSU game. He did terribly. And then what did he do in the combine? So he broke every – yeah, he broke almost every quarterback record. He broke the 40 record. He broke the uh, the broad jump record, and he broke the high jump record. And he broke the high jump record by, like, five inches. But, like, here's the thing. It's not basketball. He's not <laughs> jumping straight up in the air. So who cares? And why like, would a quarterback need to jump straight up in the air? Like that's what I'm saying. Lifting like, off before you throw it because I mean that takes a lot of coordination. It's not going to happen. Flea flicker. He's going up to catch the ball. I'm not going to dish to him. How that's many? Rich. How many times a game do you do that? Twenty. Zero. Um, <laughs> maybe, they'll, maybe they'll make it a routine play with him. I don't know. I think Drew Brees in his career with the Saints. I think he ran like five flea flickers. I, I think a that's career. A whole <laughs> damn career. Okay. So, I don't want to keep eviscerating. <laughs> I don't want to keep eviscerating a college kid. And just so the audience knows, I do want the best for all of these players. However, I am a logical, sane human being. He's not going to be good. I'm sorry, everyone. He's gonna. You're gonna see him go the way of Logan Thomas. If any of you are wondering what happened to Logan Thomas, he was the quarterback of Virginia Tech. The Cardinals drafted him, taking a chance on him, but he couldn't throw at quarterback. Like, what is wrong with you guys? What is wrong with... Like, you get so high on stats and running, you're like, oh, he run fast. Okay, cool, awesome. That position requires you to throw the ball, and guess where Logan Thomas is now? You guys want to take a shot? XFL? No. Uh, the Chick-fil-A drive-thru? No. He plays tight end for the Washington Commanders. Does he really? Yes. He's still still in the NFL. He might be a free agent. But at least he found a spot that he could rotate to. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Broad jump, you know, this Florida. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna find him. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna find himself a tight end. But some team is gonna waste a first round pick on him, and I swear, if it's the Raiders, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna go nuts. You guys are gonna get an all pro tight end out of it. I'm. I'm they already have please, one. Please, can we please do like a live watch with Fry commentary of the draft? We I might, agree. we might be able to do that. Yeah, I don't I know think what time it has you, to happen. So you've never seen it, but I have. I've seen it several times, and it's always great because I don't think he's ever made it through an entire draft. <laughs> he usually walks out after the Raiders' first pick, and I don't see him for like a day, a year. <laughs> It's funny because I, I actually I, I watched uh, the 2020 draft at Alex's apartment with him, and I went on the first like 12 picks. I went like eight for 12, like on who I thought somebody was gonna take, and Alex was like losing his mind. He's like, "What the hell?" He's like, "You should do the shows." <laughs> I was like, "I'm just like looking at what they need and who's available." That's all. Literally, that's all I'm doing is just like, okay, who's available, what they need, and that's who I'm gonna pick. But yeah, we could do that. And he left and got mad and threw stuff across the room. No, I did get mad. That was the year we picked. Uh, I want to say Henry Ruggs, out of like, and we had C.D. Lamb and 
We had, uh, what's his name, uh, on the Broncos, Jared Judy. Uh, and we had Justin Jefferson. And we had, like, <laughs> Ruggs was not good. And if that never happened, like, he would still be, like, if that a never happened, productive wide receiver. Wes, no, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. No, he wouldn't. Because what happened to Derek Carr just recently? He got fired. Do you, do you think this coach puts up with any shenanigans? He couldn't put up with an overly annoying Christian quarterback, okay? So, like, what do you think he's going to do with Ruggs getting hammered at Top Golf? I... Hey, that sounds like my brother. Well, if that, if that never happened, then... He can like... run fast. He can get drunk at Top Golf. Draft him. Dra Bro, you're drafted. <laughs> <laughs> If Ruggs that never happened, was, what? Ruggs was a good wide receiver. Yeah, go ahead. Go look at his first three years. Go go look at him. Tell me how good he was. Okay. Tell me how many times he went over 1,000 yards, Wes. That many times. The other quarterbacks oh, in this man. draft were – I'm sorry. Oh, now, <laughs> now we're also looking at Bryce Young. How do you guys feel about Bryce Young? Because here's the thing. I'm tired. I see a lot of analysts that make comparisons on race, and I hate it. Because they're like, he reminds me of Kyler Murray. I've never looked at Bryce Young and thought Kyler Murray. Never. Not even once. Right? They're about the it's same lazy. height. and this Yeah, it's so lazy. They're the it's same lazy. height and the same skin color. But they're not the same quarterback. I was like, maybe. Maybe Drew Brees. But honestly, this is going to piss a lot of people off. He reminds me of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> That's who Bryce Young reminds me of. He's going to have trouble seeing over the line. His, he, he doesn't move that well. He moves okay, right? So did Baker Mayfield, or does Baker Mayfield, pardon me. But I don't know why I just, like, eliminated Baker Mayfield from the NFL. But <laughs> but he, he moves okay. He's 5'10 and a half. He's my height. He's about – people think he's going to play at 205 pounds, 225 pounds, which I, I, I mean, unless he starts loading up on human growth hormones, protein, and – Rectus burritos that's probably not going to happen right away it's probably going to take him about two years to get to the build they want him at he's he's still not a fully formed man you know so i mean i that sounds mean but it's the truth like wes and i can speak to it like we were scrawny and not fully like formed men until we probably hit 23 24 years old so older what are we doing older <laughs> older <laughs> are you talking about maturity or size I'm still a kid. <laughs> so Wes is like, what's going on? What's going on? I've been the same height since I was like 17. What what I'm saying is yeah. Bryce Young is, is going to be the number one overall pick as he should. But I think there are great concerns there with drafting him. What do you guys think about Bryce Young? Because I, I do see a Drew so Brees type or a Baker Mayfield type. Who's going to trade? The Colts. Think the Colts are? I think the Colts are. So you think it's going to be the Colts with the first pick? I think the the Colts or the Texans, one of the two. The Texans only have to trade up one pick, but that's given up a lot of capital when you still have C.J. Stroud, Will Levies sitting there. Yeah, so I well, I'm still I still have just like you said with the, like the Raiders and your confidence yeah. in them. I have no faith whatsoever. Actually, you know what? The Texans deserve C.J. Stroud. And the failure that will come with it, because over the course of doing this show, I'm totally on board with Fry and his discussions about Ohio State quarterbacks. They're garbage. It's a system. They're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Guess you who know? else the Texans drafted? 
I think CJ Stroud's going to prove him wrong. Braxton Miller. The Texans had Braxton Miller. Braxton so, Miller yeah. was good. But He was not good. What are you doing? Justin Fields isn't even... I don't understand what's happening with the Justin Fields stuff. Like, he has not been good. He's been a good running back, and people are like, he has no receivers. He has no offensive line. Like, honestly, this reminds me of Derek Carr argument light. Okay? I don't think Derek Carr was a bad quarterback, but he also never had receivers until last year. He's never had a great offensive line except after his first two years in the NFL. Okay? His first first three years. They're not going to, so suck it. Uh, it's he's not going to make it there but they're talking about them taking will levies which i'm okay with except for the fact that he eats a banana hole that's weird (laughs) peel it off peel it off yeah i remember talking about that either a master class troll or just i don't even know it'd take a lot for me to eat a banana hole even for a video um let's do it but but Next Wes, week. so so you Price are saying you believe hole. in so Wes, you're saying you believe in CJ Stroud, like for real, or are you just doing a troll job? He's trolling. He's definitely trolling. <laughs> I, I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't hate Ohio State quarterbacks like you do. I don't hate them. They're not good. I'm I'm spitting facts. Just go look. I, mean, I I hate that they're from Ohio State, but I don't like. I don't think they're all going to be garbage for the rest of their lives, and it's a system. I didn't say that. I said this: as long as they're in this system, they're not going to be good. It's just like the University of Houston quarterbacks. What is so hard to grasp about that? Right. So I think I think you know if you could deconstruct an Ohio State quarterback and train them up in like you know kind of your NFL standard book, then you probably got a pretty good template. But the thing is, is like. You pick someone in, you know, in the first, I don't know, 10 picks of the draft, you've got someone who's got their own brand, essentially. Yeah. They're known for doing a lot of things. And, I mean, Ohio State, unfortunately, always is in the national conversation of what quarterbacks look like. So, I mean, they're going to kind of stick to what they know because they don't have they – are, they are drafted lower where they're yeah. like, okay, like – Maybe I've got to, like, work my way up. I've got to claw my way up. No, they're getting these, like, you know, huge contracts right away. They're getting all the sponsorship deals. They're, you know, the cool kids. So they're like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't mean to keep doing this with Oklahoma quarterbacks, but, Chelsea, you know what C.J. Stroud kind of reminds me of in his build? <laughs> Sam Bradford. I can see His that. build. His build and his accuracy and the way he moves, it reminds me of Sam yeah. Bradford. And what was Sam Bradford's issue, guys? I haven't heard him. Yeah, I mean, there's reason for that. What was Sam Bradford's big issue in the NFL? Uh, I don't remember. I'm not the encyclopedia here. This is injury. He couldn't stay on the field. He couldn't stay healthy. Like the one game he did for Minnesota, he lit it up, and then he was immediately injured again. Go ahead, Chelsea. Was that an O line issue or was that a him issue? Like it's it well yes old injuries or what? No, it's 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 offensive line. Yeah, it's offensive line issues. It was bad receivers trying to get open issues. There was a lot, and him learning how to break out of a system, right? Because the Oklahoma quarterbacks were also in a system. That's why we had so many of them in a row. Uh, and they're not really working out, everyone. Like, I'm sorry, Kyler, Kyler, Baker was good for a year. Sam Bradford didn't last that long in the NFL. I mean, he was good. Here's the thing. I'll admit, I wanted Sam Bradford. And he looked good in the games he could play with a competent coach and a competent team. But Jalen Hurts. Kyler. What's that? Jalen Hurts. You mean the Alabama-Oklahoma quarterback? 
Uh, you mean the guy who sucked for Alabama and won the Heisman <laughs> Trophy with Oklahoma? Did you say he did what? What did he do? And almost won the Super Bowl against Kansas City. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're all bad. Yeah, that guy's terrible. I'm saying they haven't. The system quarterbacks haven't worked out, is what I said. And I can't think of calling Jalen Hurts a system quarterback because yes, he did well in that system, but he also played for Alabama before he went there in a pro style system. But you left that part out to make your argument, and that's okay. Uh, But no, and and my issue is your favorite word is system quarterback. System quarterback. He's a system quarterback. That would be two words. Every quarterback. Not my favorite word. Every quarterback plays in a system. That's fair. Every That's actually, you know what? That was the best part of your argument. Just stop. You that was a that you want what? that was a good that was that was actually the best part of your argument. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't have a counter for that. You're right. Every quarterback does in fact play an assist of some kind. So so you okay. There you go. <laughs> go ahead, Chelsea. Sorry, you look like you had something to add. No, actually I don't. Um I was just gonna segue maybe over to, you know, what's happening. What is happening? You know, we're talking about the draft, but what is happening with free agency? And all oh, I, was, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, actually. You beat me to it. You beat me okay. <laughs> You beat me to it, yeah. Because one of the things I was thinking of, uh, Chelsea and Wes, is that... Um, <laughs> my brother has to disappear for this conversation. Because I, I am channeling my inner, ro- inner Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> well, hold on. Like, oh, the black. <laughs> the blackout. He's doing the thir- the thirty day or three day blackout that I don't think he made it through the full three days of. Um, so so let's go. We got about ten minutes left in show, and I want to get to Caitlin Clark. But really quick on this, guys, what about he, what about this? What about this? Now I said I could see Aaron getting traded to Denver because the Russ and Aaron contract kind of match up, uh, and that's more of a Sean Payton style quarterback. But now it doesn't look like that's going to happen. It looks like Sean's going to work with Russ. Good but luck. it's looking like he's going to go to the Jets. And the Jets have some draft capital. So what if the Packers trade him to the Jets for all that draft capital, put together a package to move up for their next quarterback? Because it's not Jordan Love. You're right. It's not Jordan Love. That would be interesting. I, but, I mean... we have What's the most we've seen from Jordan Love, though? Him being terrible every time he gets an opportunity. Uh, we'll see. You really want Jordan Love with no wide receivers, a scraggy kind of broken up offensive line, and just a running back? Is that where you want to see him? I think the Packers need a lot more help than just a quarterback. I don't care about the Packers. So if Jordan Love starts for the Packers, cool. Okay, well, the people (laughs) who are cheeseheads have other words for you, but yeah. Yeah. Cheeseheads. So, 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 but what do we think of that theory? I find it actually highly plausible because that's kind of what I'm hearing as well is that the Jets are the most likely category. They did meet with him in uh, Silicon Valley, which, of course, Aaron Rodgers would find himself with the weird tech bros in Silicon Valley for the darkness retreat. Um, But the Jets flew out there. Ayahuasca retreats. (laughs) It's a lot. Ayahuasca, boy. So go go ahead, Chelsea. So the Jets flew out there. Yeah, so the Jets flew out there. They were (laughs) meeting with him. I think we're going to probably see some movement on that front soon. Um, And I guess it makes sense. I'm still not going to watch the Jets when I'm in when I'm back in New York. That's going to be a fun. I don't know why though. That's going to be such a fun team. 
like they have, when Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers at the eleventh hour. I mean, that's a very real possibility. Like I just I, like really, last year. Just you like guys, last year. Chelsea. If he just says I'm coming back, do you know how much money he makes? I know, I know. Fifty I, million dollars. Fifty million just for saying I'm coming back. Look, put on Diddy and Skyler, and just play I'm coming home as you collect your fifty million dollar check. <laughs> they could trade him midseason. That's that is true. I mean, you know, I didn't quite realize the stakes were that high, but uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what All is one right. twentieth of a billion dollars? Like that's quite a bit. <laughs> I think I have that right. Right, it's one twentieth of a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. I you. I would love to have one twentieth of a billion dollars. I mean, I think we all would. Yeah, I could get Chelsea to quit everything and just work here. <laughs> you couldn't get me to do this. <laughs> I'd be somewhere without Wi-Fi. <laughs> Maybe you'd actually visit me in England. Uh, <laughs> um, so... I think the NFL is intriguing. We're going to talk about this more as the weeks come on. It kind of took over our whole conversation um, this week, and that's okay. Uh, one thing Wes wanted to talk about was what Damian Lillard means to the Trailblazers last week after he dropped 71 points, right? So Wes was very excited to talk about that, and I want to give him a couple minutes here to yeah, go over was, Damian. Yeah, that was that game was in that- – that game was insane. It was the most efficient 70-point game in the history of the NBA in terms of, like, minutes played and, like, field goal accuracy. And um, it kind of reminds me of, like, Felix Hernandez with the Mariners. Oh, man. Um, just, like, one of the all-time greats. And he's not going to get, like, the credit that he should just because uh, of the team that he was on. And the fact that he's probably not going to get a ring unless he goes to a different team. It's sad, but they're talking about New York for him next year. That he might go to New York. I was I was reading that all over the place. Is like Damian to New York, Damian because New York. Like at first they were out of it, but because they look so good without him now, I don't know how that would work. That'd be small ball to a whole new level, right? With Brunson, uh, Damian Lillard, and then I guess you'd have R.J. Barrett and Randall, but. I don't know, man. That's It just sucks. I'm with you, Wes. It sucks because he's probably the best athlete in Oregon pro sports history. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the only pro sport in Oregon. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. You got the I mean, Timbers. It's, I feel like when it's all said and done, he's going to replace Clyde Drexler as the top of well, yeah, Blazers. I was going to say, yeah, he's, Clyde's got to be at the, the top, but it's... Yeah. He is so good, and it's really, really sad. Like, Oregon or Portland, the Blazers have had so many players with so much potential who have had just difficult circumstances, like Brandon Roy with his blown out knee way too early, having to permanently retire. Like, that that broke my heart. Like, I was actually working for the Blazers as a video analyst back in those days, and I. Love seeing him. I had season tickets and was just by all accounts, he was a great dude, too. He was amazing. He did so much for the Portland community, helping. I mean, if you know, because he was a husky, yeah, he was a husky, that too. That too, but I mean, he actually drew (laughs) a lot of 
a lot of people is because Seattle has no professional basketball team and didn't then but down to the Portland area to watch the games and to tune into them on TV and give them a higher, you know, regional profile. There have been, there were, there was the, you know, the jailblazers era, but we had some like golden <laughs> moments during that. Those times too, with like players who came and went and, you know, it's really just such a shame that the organization, especially since Paul Allen has passed away, has been a little bit stingy with money and contracts and bringing players in and, you know, updating facilities and keeping everything, you know, as a destination where players want to be there and, you know, possibly, you know, come for less if they can be with like a team that surrounds them and lifts them up to a championship. There's those opportunities just aren't there in Portland. And it's really, really sad because I would suck so much, especially with there's so much uncertainty. You don't, you just don't know if in the next five, 10 years, if like the Blazers are going to have to leave Portland too. And there have been some low level rumors that have been flying around. I mean, there's rumors everywhere all the time. Who are you going to believe? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the death of Paul Allen, things have been a little bit trickier to manage. And I don't know that it is that everything's going to be, you know, copacetic and that they're going to bring anyone else of his kind of once in a generation talent into the yeah, he's again. He, he He's great. And it's sad, uh, Bay area connection. He's from Oakland, um, that he's, he's not going to ever get the credit he wanted, but it seems LeBron James as we wind down and we're going to have to get to some stuff next week. It looks like, uh, as we wind down, LeBron James is in the news again. Did you guys see what he tweeted out? I don't pay attention to his Twitter. That Bronny James is better than most of the players in the NBA right now. <laughs> and people were in it like, name names. Stop being a coward. Who's Bronny better than? <laughs> most dear, of them. Dear LeBron, while you did get drafted <laughs> out of high school, like we have not seen your kid play against anybody. Like, <laughs> let him go to high school. Let him lay, or go to college, sorry. Go to college, school everyone for a year, and then get in the draft and just show everyone. But like, it, it, I'm sorry. Like, if I was Bronny, I'd be like, Dad, shut up. Dad, get off Twitter. Dad, get on Facebook. Stop it. I'm already in your shadow for the rest <laughs> yeah. of my life. Right. <laughs> Name Bronny I, I, for goodness sakes. I don't know who heard it, but Wes said he's just being a dad. Wes, I actually agree with you. I, I, I actually quote tweeted it when everybody was making fun of LeBron James, like name names, which I would love. I would love for him to say who his kid could be. But uh, I, I just posted, is this not just the most dad thing to say that your kid right. is the greatest ever? Like yeah. it's, it, it's just saying dad stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, He's not. I think LeBron James knows deep down that this was the dumbest thing he could have ever said. And I'm not knocking a child. Like, please don't take this as I'm knocking a child. I am simply saying a 17-year-old kid is not better than most of the NBA. That's all I'm saying. And I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Uh, last, we want to end on a positive note. I said this two weeks ago on the show. Caitlin Clark is the best basketball player in college basketball. I'm not even saying gender-specific. She is the best basketball player in college basketball. You guys can eat it if you disagree. I made Chelsea go down a rabbit hole, so I'll let Chelsea take over. But uh, she asked me what she should do to prep, and I was like, Caitlin Clark. 
That's all I said. <laughs> yeah. So to end the B1G conference uh, tournament, the uh, the Ohio the Ohio State Buckeyes play the Iowa Hawkeyes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, for some reason, there's I was a lot like, of eyes. No, I, for some reason, I was like Cyclones, but I knew that that was wrong. I knew it was the wrong one. But yes, the Hawkeyes. So Iowa Buckhawk guys. So Caitlin Clark scored a triple freaking double during the the B1G Conference Championship, beating Ohio State. They're on to the obviously the big dance. It's going to be awesome. And I think everyone who is tuning into the men's tournament between games, flip it over to the women's, please, please. It's a great game. It is worth our time to watch. We should absolutely give them their credit because Caitlin Clark is doing amazing things. There are also other players doing amazing things. Washington State just won the Pac-12. They're going on to the big dance. Aaliyah Boston and South Carolina and Don yep. are undefeated. Yep, that too. <laughs> that too. Um, though undefeated women's teams have had a very strange habit of dying in the first or second round of the tournament. Um, <laughs> just besides Not UConn, UConn, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> in their heyday. So, I yeah. mean, you know, it is possible. We shall see what South Carolina does. But, yes, as of now, they are undefeated. And – I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I, I, it's been, I was explaining to Pry earlier. It's been a weird year for me, a lot of transition. And uh, on a personal level, I haven't had the, the space really to watch a whole lot of college basketball this year um, as much as I usually have. And so I'm looking forward to the women's tournament a lot, yeah. actually. Because I just am not as excited or enthused as this year's as this year's men's tournament, and I may just do the stereotypical female thing and just pick my teams based on colors or mascots or something because <laughs> I really don't know who's good. It's we- one of those weird pandemic time warps where I just didn't realize that it was happening time. again. <laughs> Wes, what about you? Any any thoughts to end? Uh, I was just gonna say we should do a bracket challenge for both men's and women's. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. I, I can I'm absolutely. I'm sure throw we're something. all just gonna pick South Carolina as the champion, but I think it'll come down to uh, who's who's in the championship game mm-hmm. with them. Don Staley is pretty unstoppable in tournaments as of late, so uh, they remind we me will of, see. Uh, Gina Ariema's UConn back in the day. They remind me of Pat Summit's Tennessee Volunteers. So take it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it, it's going to be a great tournament on both sides. Uh, we do have to talk about how Alabama has been just all over the wrong side of the news with uh, Brandon Miller and Darius Miles and the 23-year-old woman that was murdered and that should not be left out, but we will talk about that next week. Uh, any lasting thoughts from you two before we close out? All right, well... As always, you can reach us at the Sad Fan Podcast on YouTube. The Sad Fan is all one word. You can reach us on Twitter at the Sad Fan Cast, and you can reach me at the Sad Fan Twelve. We will see you guys next week with our tournament preview. Uh, heads up, none of us are informed, really. <laughs>